Hello, mate. Hello, Ryan. You all right? I'm all right, mate. I hear that you've got a gig tomorrow night. You're going to plug yourself. <laughs> I've got a gig every Monday, mate. Every Monday at 11 o'clock on Beyond Radio, playing all the love songs. Late night love. We should have called it Love is All You Need, but uh, we didn't think that far ahead. Surely it's not too late. <laughs> well, first one goes out tonight at 11, so it's a bit late, I think. Someone want, someone asked me if they wanted the, if they could call up and request a song and do banter, and I was like, not to break the fourth wall here, but it's pre-recorded. October, mate. October. If you'd have said four points from them three league games and... We'd drawn against Morpeth, lost against Ryland, and beat Baseford. You'd been happy. I suppose. Last month started on fire and then crashed down. This month started rock bottom. Got beat after a two-week break. Looked like it could be a horrendous month. And it's just about turned out all right with the Dom Lawson renaissance. Absolutely, mate. And I see the upturning Dom, that's how he got hooked on 38 minutes against Ilkston. And then to come back from that to be player of the month, it's some turnaround for the boy. What a redemption arc. Absolutely. And I think the upturning form and Christian Sloan coming back into the team, that's not coincidental for me. What's your Dolly Blue match counter for October? Mine's becoming a bit of a running laughing stock. Mine was one. And that was Marine away. And as you know, I was 20 minutes late. <laughs> Two defeats on that day, wasn't it, Ryan? Sorry to bring the Merseyside derby up again. Yeah, it was 4-1 down on aggregate at tea time. Um, every game in October for me didn't do Gainsborough, but that's November, so we're not talking about that. Yeah, did them all. I was glad of the two-week break, though. I'm not sure Felly and that were after how we left left the trophy, but I was glad of a little bit of a rest. Well, we'll find out how our others felt about it. Should we get him on? Absolutely. Hello. Hello. We're in. Thanks for joining us for this month's pod, Craig. It is much appreciated. Um, we'll fly straight into the month of October, not to bring up the loss in the trophy, but we did start the month exiting that competition on penalties to City of Liverpool. I think we was lucky to get a chance at penalties. What did you think, Craig? Yeah, it was a, a disappointing day at the office, wasn't it, that game? Again, looking back at it, we've watched it a couple of times over and looked at some of the chances we created and we, we, we should have had a couple of goals, really. Didn't take them. Thankfully, they didn't take theirs. And then we managed to take it to the lottery of penalties, which we obviously came out second best on. And it, it's disappointing for us all because we, we all want those cup runs and we know the financial difference they can make to clubs like Lancaster. So we were all disappointed as the fans were. And obviously, we've, we've tried our best to try and bounce back from it and... Again, we've, we're suffering with a little bit of inconsistency, aren't we? So, difficult times, but we, we reset and we stay positive. So, talking about a reset and staying positive, there was a two-week break after that FA Trophy game. Obviously, it's not a professional setup where you'll have, the, have them in Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, and then Saturday without a game. How do you, Felly, Lanky, Rob, everyone else... How did you handle that two weeks? Because obviously you only get them for a short time on a Tuesday and Thursday. Was there anything different you did? Yeah, it's always difficult when you don't have, have the games because the games are the the opportunities you have, don't you, to bounce back and 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 put wrongs right. Um, but what we do what we do is is our best to make sure we're as professional as possible and and use every opportunity we can to 
to give the players as much information. Um, so Feli's really good at putting videos together, uh, voice notes together with details of opposition coming up or going back over our principles and, and how we want to play and what we've been really good at. On Tuesdays during that break, we, we had a Zoom to to revisit our principles. I mean, all the coaching staff has worked hard on putting a bit of a blueprint together uh, to have like a visual and, and, and words and, and stuff like that about what we are as a team and what we're good at and how we can get on top of teams. So we went back through that uh, on the Tuesday. And then the Thursday, again, like you say, we only get kind of an hour, sometimes an hour and a half on a Thursday. So you've got to find that balance of making the sessions intense enough, enjoyable enough, but then also trying to get your messages across with different scenarios that could come up against games or looking at what teams coming up that we're playing against where we, we look at how they play and how we can get on top of that. So we use that break really to to have that Zoom meeting with the lads and 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 Feli goes through our principles. We've got a PowerPoint to show them, which which is which is our kind of blueprint in a way. So he takes them through that and then takes them through some video footage. We have our strategy group where us as staff share ideas and and things we think we need to try or do or continue to do. Um, and and one of the the best bits about modern technology, you know, is players are just a message away from you, aren't they now on WhatsApp and things like that. So since I've come into the club, I've, I've, I like the human interaction side of coaching. So I quite like speaking to players um, at games individually and, and using WhatsApp to, to share information and show information and, and do what I can to, to add something to the players, if that makes sense. Rudders, what's your background and how did you... Um come to be involved with the club probably should have opened with this <laughs> um i've got a, a coach started coaching relatively young to be fair um as soon as i knew i wasn't good enough to be a a professional footballer really at the age of sort of 14 15 i kind of wanted to try and do something that kept me in the game so i did my first coaching badge at 16 um, started working for the Lancashire Affair on just like holiday camps and stuff. And then a, a local ex-Barrow player set up his own company in Barrow. So I became a part of that and continued to do my badges, which led me to work for Barrow AFC. And their, uh, I ran their community arm, their community trust. And when Ian Everett came in, um, I was still playing amateur football then for Dalton United. Um, and he, he just asked me to, if, if I'd like to come on board with them and, and learn and and have a, have a look. It came after I, I travelled with a couple of our under-21s. I was head coach of 21s at the time and a couple of them played in a Lancashire Cup game against Burnley, so I travelled with them. And then after that, I just asked if I wanted to come on board and, 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 and learn and stuff like that. So that first year, it was about November, that I went on to the, not really as a staff member, but just to be around it and, and learn. And at the end of the season, he, he then said to me, it, it, it seems to be working. You know, we, we like you, you, you seem to be enjoying it. And why don't, why don't you stay on? So I had another year, full season with him then. And then the season we got promoted. And that was the year when he was, he was giving me a bit more, I wouldn't say responsibility, but a bit more opportunity to kind of share my thoughts and get involved in discussions with him and the coaching staff and, speak at player meetings and speak in the changing rooms um, and I just loved it. So I've got a lot to thank Ian Everett for really with the experiences and things I've been able to learn um, and obviously he moved on to Bolton which was absolutely brilliant for him and David Dunn came in to Barrow with Rob Kelly and thankfully they, they kept me on board so I spent another year in League 2 this time after the promotion working under 
David and Rob. And again, looking at different ways of coaching and watching how they interact with players. Uh, probably didn't have as much uh, input as I did under Ian Everett, but totally understandable because they, they come in with their own views and how things want to work. And then when they both left and Mark Cooper it was that came in, he just wanted his own staff, team of staff, which is football. So I started playing again locally and it was midway through that season where um, I've known Feli for a long time through my brother. He used to work with my brother. So I've known him for a, for a few years. And then when he opened 17 Sport in Barrow, our community trust used uh, them to get our staff kit. So he just invited me for a coffee to, to ask if I wanted to come on board. And it was a very easy yes, to be fair. Um, so in my third year now with, with Lancaster and, and, and really loving it. Really good group of people on the pitch, off the pitch, around the club. Proper, proper non-league club. I, I really preferred the days in the National League with Barrow compared to the League Two days just because of the the interaction you have more with the fans as well as inter- interaction over the players. So, yeah, failed playing career has led to a, a big kind of love for coaching, really. Um, so, yeah, that was a brief <laughs> input into my history. Bit of a divisive figure, Ian Everett, I see. Uh, publicly, yeah, he is. But I, I've always believed in. I take people on how they treat me, and and people around me, and people there around. And and Ian was first class for me and to me. Um, and his assistant Peter Atherton as well, who's still his assistant for Bolton, just a legend of a man. Just would give you as much time as you need. They're still in touch with me now. Still ask for advice off them now, and and wish them well. And. You know, Ian got his first FA Cup win at the weekend, didn't he? So I just messaged him and, you know, we have a laugh about about time. But no, when you get to know Ian on a personal level, he, he was an outstanding man to me. So I, I kind of just kind of block out all of that social media stuff that goes on and just take it how I, how I was trek, really. Well, how's it working for you logistically? Just get in there. Are you car school in? There's a lot of barrel. There is a lot of barrel, lads, yeah. Uh, well, normally I'd just travel with a gaffer. But with his Guernsey responsibilities, that's become harder. So I have to be very nice to my wife sometimes for allow to allow her to let me have the car. Um, I sometimes jump on the train. Um, and then, yeah, I try and jump in with the Barrow lads. But they've kind of formed a bit of a car school with Matty Clark and Charlie Barnes. So that's often quite full. So, yeah, just trying my best as much as I can to get there. Was it last season you got sent off, Craig? In the two-one win with Dale Whitton going last minute, what what went on there? I don't know what you're talking about, David. <laughs> um, it was a case of with. I've got a bit of a history with officials, to be honest. I think it stems from a childhood trauma when I got pinned against a cage tunnel when I was playing. I, I, I approached the linesman to ask how he didn't see that it was our corner, and I got the typical wave the hand in your face and get back in your box when you've tried to be polite. So I called him a daft something. I won't repeat the word because it's not a nice word. So, yeah, I got a straight red card for that. I honestly cannot remember that for the life of me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, thanks, David. So after your your long break, we've played Marine. Good side. They had, like, a couple of dumplings at the back. I thought, we we can get at these. Yeah, but obviously they were really adept. But we ended up giving them first goal and that was so in the game for an hour. Yeah, yeah. And again, that, that little break gave us that time to prep, to be solid, 
to not give too much away, play in the right areas. We were the same. We, we, we felt we could get at them. Um, but a, a word I'd use to describe Marine is they're very effective at what they do. But as you said, I felt we were, we were in control of the game, but we weren't under threat of conceding a goal until we made that mistake. And that's the most frustrating thing is that we'd worked so hard up until that point of the game. And we make that mistake and we just make the game so much more difficult for ourselves after that because then we do have to come out. It's not a case of just nicking one to win one all the way from home after that. You have to go chasing. And then they caught us on the break again, didn't they? And then we got a late goal back for Dom, which was, you know, even though we lost, it was still a brilliant moment for him. Um, and, 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 as, and as we've seen, it's kind of really helped his confidence, which was really important. But as you said, that mistake cost us in a game that we were well involved in and looking to just nick in a way, in a way either point or three points. But yeah, you know, the, the, the players involved have held their hands up. We've all learned. So we move forward now together. Talking about Dom there seemingly brings us into the Morpeth game where Dom got two. I'm not going to lie, I was a bit nervous before this one. I know they don't travel well. However, they're on a bit of a form. They've just got to Broadhurst Park, done FC United for five. But what a turnaround it has been for Dom because obviously he got pulled after 35 minutes against Ilkston and then he's turned it around in October to win Player of the Month. How do you think he's got on this month? I think it's a, a really positive example of his character. Um, he's, a, he's, a, he's a special lad off the pitch. He's a great lad. Um, and he, we've got to remember how many levels he's come up to, to play at our level and the work he's putting in in training and the listening he's doing, especially with Lanky, because Lanky has his striker groups and he's, he's constantly talking and, and, and communicating with the strikers. And then as coaches, we try and give him some some advice and we're having to work hard with Dom because he's having to play a different style to what he's used to. He's having to play more with his back to goal and link the player and get involved and be reliable for us with his back to goal and then trust that in the next phase, once he's linked it, the chances will come. There's a bigger physicality in this league compared to Westland, so he's having to deal with that as well. So it's just testament to his character, really, and, and how hard he's working. And, you know, he's had a couple of games now where he's not scored, but he's linked the play really well for us again and, and getting in goal scoring opportunities. So if he continues to do that, then hopefully the goals will, will keep coming for him. But like you say, as you said, everyone was really pleased for him, well, buzzing for him, really, because um, he's been an, a good addition to the team on the pitch, but he's been an exceptional addition off it as well. So, and as you say, like, we weren't worried going into to Morpeth because even the games we've lost, we've been in those games and it's been fine margins that we've come out on the wrong side of, like we've just described the, the Marine game there. So going into the Morpeth game, we were confident knowing that we'd prepped well and knowing that if we do what we do best, we, we can cause them problems. And I think for me in that game, Kauks's intensity from the off without the ball was key to what we did well. So because he was intense off it, pressing, harassing, trying to win it high, everybody else lifted and it got us going and it was a really good performance because normally he was so shit Kauks with everything he does with the ball. Um, but his intensity that game was really good and, and, and that led to everybody else being really intense as well. Yeah, I agree. I, that was probably Kaup's best game for us this season. But I just also want to mention his midfield partner on that night, Christian Sloan. I don't think it is coincidence that we did turn around the form when you've got someone like Sloan coming back in who does do the running. He does do all that hard work. It's not as simple as 
just purely coincidence, but he has made an improvement to the team. What do you think? Yeah, listen, I've, I've worked with Stoney since he was 10, I think. Um, so I know his character. I know what you're going to get from him. But what, even before I came to the club when Stoney was here, what Felly and Rob and, and Lanky have done with him has improved him massively with the ball as well. He's a great lad, he's Sloney. Like, like you say, he works hard, but now he's working at the right time in the right areas. Um, he's understanding where to be to help disrupt the player, but then when he wins the ball, he gets us on the front foot, whether that be passing or driving with it as well. So he's, 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 it's the first injuries he's had as well, which, which has been a kind of long-term one for him. So the, the mental side for that for him was difficult as well, but he's come through that now and we are seeing... I do think we're a better team with him in it. I think, like you say, his energy. But we're getting that energy in the right areas at the right times uh, and with better quality. There's still areas that all, all of them can improve on and, and Sloan is one of them who can get better at. Um, and if, if we don't ever think that, we're never going to get better. But uh, yeah, another player that I'm really pleased for because he had a you know a, a dip in, not confidence, but it does get to you when you're not playing and you're injured. It is a difficult, especially when it's only a part-time team and you're not around it day in, day out. It, it must be so much difficult when all you're doing now is going to work, coming home, going to training, getting treatment. So to get back involved and to get the performances we're getting from him, yeah, I just, just hope it continues for him now when he, and he's injury-free for a long time. So we had one final home game in October and it was the 0-0 draw against Warrington Ryland who came to us second in the league and unbeaten from home. I think it's fair to say their goal lived a charmed life in the first half with our chances, but Andre Mendes played out of his skin as our goal led a charmed life in the second half, especially with them two chances there. Yeah, I've got my notes here. I've got Ryland's great point. Both teams had chances. <laughs> so again, it's one of the. It was one of those games, wasn't it? That was overall quite even. Like I say, we had the, the joys of the first half, and, and and they had more chances second half. And again, we were aggressive and, and in faces and when we do that and we win it high we know we've got good quality in that attacking third to cause problems uh, more if we took the chances Ryland's unfortunately we couldn't and other games that have not gone our way that's kind of been the story of it we've, we've been on top and the times are on top we've not taken advantage of being on top and then something will happen within the game and we're punished for either a mistake or a loss of concentration and things like that and at the start of the season that wasn't happening we were at it so we've just gone through that little patch now of of things not happening for us. Rylands was a, a I thought I felt it was a good performance against a good effective team again, who were on form. So to to keep a clean sheet as well, especially uh, that was massive for Andre. And uh, and yeah, it was it was it could have gone either way. And thankfully we came away from it with a point. So to get the four points in in close succession was really good for us on Tuesday at Saturday. So it's Halloween with the last game of the month away at Baseford. Four points from three games, if you look at it out of context, is really good considering how we've gone. However, the order of that four points seems a bit disappointing, especially with Baseford losing to Baseford and they were bottom of the league. On the day, we had plenty of chances to score, but they didn't fall in the net like they would at the beginning of the season, would you agree? Yeah, I would. Um, that was a game I, I missed that as, uh, alongside Felly missing it with, with work commitments. I couldn't get back from work in time to travel. So I listened to, to Craig on Dolly Blue Sound and 
it just sounded like we had chance after chance after chance. I think I was saying to Craig actually on on Saturday that the the, the most phrases I heard was "Oh, it's just wide," or "The keeper's pulled off a great save." Um, so we were hoping that to go four points and then back that up on the Tuesday to make it seven would have been a great catalyst for us. But unfortunately, football doesn't work like that, and we probably didn't get what we deserved in that game. But how often do you get what you deserve in football? I think. The fact that then that's gone on to a successive defeat from there, again in a marginal game, um, is is really frustrating. So our last few results haven't gone our way, but we have to look at it from the point of view, like you say, we've been in both of those games, we've had good opportunities and chances in both of those games, and just little laxes of concentration or a phase that leads to another phase that leads to a goal that are just costing us at the minute. Um, so we're just on the wrong side of those fine margins but we do have to put things into perspective a little bit where we're five points from the playoffs after 14 games we've got to work hard now at getting back to what we do best so back to performances like Macclesfield, like Morpeth, like Rylands, like Hideaway and we know that we're capable of it so it's a case of not panicking and, and now just having a little bit of a reset following Saturday Having a look what we can do best Tuesday. We've done a lot of travelling last last week or so. So Tuesday, I'm not sure if we're going to do something physical or maybe a good opportunity to get on another Zoom to go through the principles and and how we get out of this little rut and, and how we reset and then use Thursday as our bit more intense, bit more prep going into the FC United game. Always a good spectacle. Looking forward to it. They're uh, not in a great in great shape at the moment and we we do well against them at home but yeah we do but it's, uh, oh, I don't I don't think you can say take a point <laughs> no I think we, we want to win every game we, we, we go into um, and like you said we do do well against FC at home um, they play quite open football um, so I think that would suit us with our high pressing game and if we can win the ball high up the pitch we can cause them some problems so again it's what we love about football you know, we'll come off two disappointing results. Seven days later, we've got an opportunity to to put it right and, and try and build a little bit more momentum. We've got a busy month ahead of us. But as I said before, I think that the, the phrase is no panic. The phrase is we're going to have a little reset and, and remember what we've been doing really well. And remember that first 60 minutes at Marine where we were solid and we were difficult to break down. I think their manager's interview... After the game, he said they had to change what they were doing, and on Saturday as well, Gainsborough had to change what they were doing because they couldn't they couldn't get through us, and they were struggling to get out of their defensive third with the shape we were in. So they had to match us. So we're doing something right. We've just got to get them fine margins right now and, and come off on the right side of them, and we'll 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 start to to prep that on Tuesday and Thursday this week. How do you feel about it when Felly's not there? So it's always difficult when when the manager isn't there. Um, I think Feli used a term in, in our group today. It's like a substitute teacher, isn't it? Coming into a class when the main teacher's not there. You're naturally going to have a change of atmosphere. Um, but the prep that Feli does, even when he's not here, is is very detailed and it allows us to just deliver it you know, quite, quite easily. And then you've got to put in perspective you know, what Feli's doing at the minute. That's his livelihood. That's what pays his bills. That's what feeds his family. Um, you know, and I, I've had it myself this last two months in a in a job I've been in. Um, I've not been able to get back from Penrith to Barrow to then get to Lancaster, so I've missed quite a lot of training the last two months. And it is hard, and you do you feel guilty 
And I'm sure that's how Feli's feeling. And I'm sure the the effort now is to him to get through his, his Ofsted week this week uh, and try and get himself back for, for Thursday to be at training and then there for Saturday. But it is it is difficult. You know, you can't lie. It's always difficult, the manager not being there. But we do have to remember that we are in semi-professional football where we've all got jobs that, unfortunately, at times have to be the number one priority over that. And, and that's where Feli is at the moment. And he's working hard to rectify that. And, and you know, at a personal level, I've, I've moved into a new job today. So hopefully now I'll be there more often and we can get that consistency back and I think that's what was key at the start of the season when we were you know we started really well and we were consistent in everything we were doing so you know maybe subconsciously that has an effect but it's not something you can actually prove is it so we'll see one more from me nothing to do with any of this we've seen Matty Loughton signed for Witten yeah it's just gone into our group now yeah, yeah to be fair though there is a there's a good range of ex-pros in the league now um, we look at Macclesfield signing John Rooney technically an unbelievable player so yeah I mean fair play to them if they've got the resources to be able to do that then why not we think we've got an excellent squad with a good mix of experience and youth now so as I said we've just got to find that spark again and find that consistency and I, I do believe we'll turn this round and we'll, we'll start climbing back up that table as I said make that five point gap up Boris well, thanks very much for joining us thank you Cheers, guys. Keep up the good work. Thanks, mate. Cheers, David. Cheers, Ryan. Cheers, Craig. Thank you. No bother. See you later.